Welcome to yet another Not Another Baptist Podcast. We are glad you joined up a chair to sit with us as we continue this dumpster fire of discussions on church revitalization, church planting, and other nonsense that maybe we can come up with on the fly. I'm Matt, the pastor of May Hill Baptist, and I'm joined by Kyle, the absolute Christmas tradition decoration Absolutely. heretic pastor Proudly. of First Baptist Alamogordo. Oh, yes. Proud of that heresy. Well, we are less than a week away. Praise be to God. So there is one thing on my mind, Kyle. Liver mush. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> Come on, man. Out of the gate, and we're already ruining it. No, Kyle. Stuffing. Oh, stuffing. Stuffing. Yeah. Right and after liver mush. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right after it. But we're going to stuff this episode full of goodies for your ear hole. And so, Kyle, I I think I remember you saying that you're going to preach this Sunday. Then you're going to fly out to the great Republic of Texas, the great nation of Texas. What's happening in your neck of the woods or desert or whatever it is down there? Yeah, man, we are getting ready to uh, head out for Thanksgiving. So uh, just just finished up through chapter three in first John and. Uh, getting ready to preach a message on Thanksgiving Sunday morning, and then Monday afternoon hopping on a plane to to go to Houston, which will I can guarantee will be warmer than it is in Mayhill, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, I I got the uh, privilege of preaching at the association meeting. Had a blast with that. I love uh, all of the churches in this area that really come together and try not to compete with one another, but want to come alongside each other, encourage each other, uh, and uh, really see the kingdom advance through. Uh, the Sacramento Mountains and and there in the desert and all over yeah, uh, the county and so forth. And so I had a blast this uh, past Sunday. We had our veterans and first responders appreciation lunch after the uh, church service and uh, had a great time with that. Color Guard was there. It was awesome. God was glorified through, uh, through a time of just celebrating uh, those that have cared for us in the past and protected us in the past yeah. and continue to do so uh, now. And uh, we'll also be finishing up uh, Philemon this Sunday so that we can shove all of our princesses in the expedition and make our way to Texas, a great republic, a great nation, Amen. to spend time with family. And I'll have the privilege of preaching at my uh, church back in my hometown, Inglewood oh, Baptist cool. Church. Uh, that's a joy. Uh, I was a student in education, pastor there, and uh, my best friend is still the worship and administrative pastor there. And uh, so I'm I'm stoked about that. In years past, I ran a marathon on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend, and it was absolutely awful. Uh, But now I'm out of shape, so I really don't think that's happening. But I can guarantee you that something is going to happen this weekend, and that's going to be a whole lot of eating. Yes. Amen. Kyle. Amen. Kyle. Kyle, listen, if you could only fill your plate with one item from the whole smorgasbord of things in front Mm -hmm. of you, what is that going to be? Man, I would take the the plate full. I would take the whole pumpkin pie pan and a fork and whipped cream, and I will be a happy kid. I would be a sick kid, but I would be a happy kid. Yes. Pumpkin pie for days. 
You see, Kyle, the more we do this, the more I realize how different we are. And, and <laughs> I guess right. more specifically how right I am and how wrong you are. You're already decorated for Christmas. That's right. And now you're throwing down pecan yeah. or, or pumpkin, pumpkin pie. pie. My favorite is pecan. And I think the only good way to eat a pumpkin pie is as little pumpkin as possible in like a whole gallon of whipped cream. That's the only way I'm throwing down a my, 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 my pie. wife would eat that the same way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And and, and I guess we shouldn't be surprised since the first thing you ta told me about was your love of the pumpkin spice latte. That's so, right. I mean, right. I guess I we can come to expect yep. this. Uh, but for me, <laughs> How about you? Yeah. growing yeah. up, Growing up, I was all about the French fries, and that's mm. not your normal Thanksgiving yep. deal, but I was so picky that my mother was so gracious to cook me some French fries every Thanksgiving, and that's about the only thing I ate from the Thanksgiving meal. Now things have changed, and I eat just about everything except that gelatinous cranberry dish of depravity. I don't even know what it's called. It's nasty, uh, but... <laughs> So I would I would have to go with either pumpkin pie. I mean, uh, no, 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 pecan pie, pecan pie, or stuffing. One of those two things are going to be on that plate in a whole lot. Now, now, of now the it. question is, how um, do you do your turkey? Are you are you a fried turkey guy or are you a baked turkey? If if I if I had my choice, it would be fried. But my mom bakes it, mm -hmm. and uh, and it's it's amazing. It's moist. Everything is fantastic about it. But yeah, I would prefer a, a fried yeah, turkey. When we were in Little Rock and we couldn't go home yep. for Thanksgiving, we did a fried turkey, yep. and it was phenomenal. Fried it was amazing. All day long, life man. life yes. changing. <laughs> yes. Uh, but you you shared how you were going to be flying to right. the. Uh, state of Texas. And so, boy, are your arms going to be tired. <laughs> but we're going to drive. Uh, and but you you said you were going to fly because you had recently made that trip and it was just oh so long right, right. and you were so tired of it. You didn't want to do it again. And it sounds awfully lazy to me, but we <laughs> ran out of time last week. So tell us why you made that trip to Houston in the first place a few few weeks ago with the uh, Hurricane Harvey. Yeah, so I've driven those long miles of I-10 twice this year. We, we went and visited my brother back in March on vacation. And then uh, at the end of September, we, uh, myself and a gentleman out of Carlsbad, New Mexico, went and served a week uh, for disaster relief. We were actually in Orange, Texas, which is about 90 miles on the other side of Houston. And I believe uh, I was on the road for 16 hours going down there that day. Uh, yeah, so I'm not driving I-10 again this year, right? I mean, I'm, I'll drive to El Paso. We'll get on an airplane. Um, but we got down to Orange, which was just devastated by Hurricane Harvey and, and an area that didn't get a whole lot of press. But boy, they got hit hard. And uh, we saw entire neighborhoods um, that had where, where people had everything they owned out by the curb. Um, and it was just it was heartbreaking. But we got to go down there and do laundry for a week um, for some of the workers. And, and then also for a couple of people that were in the neighborhood who, who were really affected by the floods. And, uh, you know, yeah, spent a week there doing disaster relief, had a great time in the hot, sticky, humid nastiness of southeast Texas. It, uh, I, I would assume, made you appreciative of though it is hot, Alamo, 
it is at least dry. And I, that I've dry never heat been, is, yes, is I, a wee bit better. Yeah, uh, yeah. But folks, we all know the SBC, like every other group in existence, has its warts. But we have one of the largest relief agencies in the country who are literally on the front lines of each and every tragedy, natural disaster in this country. And we got to praise God for yeah, that. The Red yeah. Cross, the Salvation Army gets a whole lot of press time, but the Baptists ought to be proud of their disaster relief ministries, their program, which is funded wholly by the cooperative program. We've talked about that in past yeah. weeks. And you know what, dude? People are starting right. to notice what God is doing through that. In fact, you recently had that trip to Houston picked up by a I guess we could say surprising source yeah. of a news story. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, so so we actually had a group, we had a news crew from Albuquerque who came down and did a story about the, the laundry unit right before we deployed. And then there's a local, uh, they call themselves Alamogordo iNews, just an online news source that, that did a story on it before we left and then after we got back. And I'm developing a relationship with, um, with the leader of the local atheist uh, community's Facebook page. And they actually picked up a story that was shared by Alamogordo iNews, and they shared that on their Facebook page. So, so get this, y'all. An atheist group is sharing a news story about Southern Baptist disaster relief work. Uh, and that just blew my mind. Um, but it goes to show just the far-reaching impact that, that disaster relief ministry has. Maybe in, in ways that other ministries just, just aren't reaching folks, disaster relief is doing an awesome work. And, and it's and it's reaching a lot of folks. It's cool to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that just reminds me, if we're faithful to do what we're called to do, to preach the word, to reach out to those in need, to care for widows and orphans, those that have been uh, battered by uh, hurricanes or whatever, I mean, the world is going to notice. When we get right. caught up in who's right on whatever side of the uh, issues of salvation, all that kind of stuff, the world couldn't care less. It's just right. another Christian group arguing about stuff that doesn't matter to them. But when they see the hands and feet of Jesus and the gospel really reaching out into communities like this uh, last week or the week before yeah, with Sutherland absolutely. Springs, when when they see that and see the testimonies coming out of that, testimonies of forgiveness and, and how we are trying to take what the world meant for bad and, and for evil and, and turn it into something good. It's amazing. In fact, yeah. uh, speaking of cooperative program, the North American Mission Board is going to cover the funeral expenses for all of those killed in the Sutherland Springs uh, shooting massacre. And uh, I've read article after article. I've seen interview after interview, and I'm beyond proud of our SBTC brothers in Texas yeah. and how they are shining the light of Jesus in other otherwise dark, dark time. And I, I'm just so grateful for that. And, and we're also grateful that because of the conversations that have taken place after our little special episode, whatever you would like to call it, we've gotten to see it in different groups, how people took that as kind of a springboard to discuss, hey, we've got to get our heads out of the sands right. and get some kind of a plan together for active shooters or any type of disaster. And so I just say thank you to those that took part in that episode and, and use that to maybe take that to your pastors or you as pastors taking that to your deacons or your board and uh, saying, look, we got to do something. Well, Kyle, back to some revitalization talk that really hits us right at home. One of the things I notice in pastoring, especially an established church, both of us are in churches that are over 100 years old, there are a lot of time-honored 
traditions. We might just say my traditions, yeah, my traditions. if you will. Some great, <laughs> sure. some great, sure. some some not so great, but a common refrain that I hear in pastors here all over, especially those in established churches, is we've never done it that way, or that's not how we did it before, yep. or something to that effect. And we're pastoring some fantastic churches that are growing and are healthy and are getting healthier by the day. But what are some changes, Kyle, that you've had to make there in Alamo, perhaps some traditions that maybe you had to push to the side or maybe tweak a little bit to get your church to move forward? Yeah. So actually, I didn't have to deal with a whole lot of those. Um, First Baptist Alan McGordo had been pastorless for about five years before I came in. They'd been in in an extended interim time. Um, So there's a whole bunch of stuff I've heard about that they used to do uh, when they were three, 400 people. But, but I hear that far more than we've never done it this way before. So, so a lot of those old ways had already died off. Uh, one thing that we did, and, and we didn't outright kill it, it just kind of went away one Sunday and we didn't bring it back, was our meet and greet time. And I know you've dealt with that at May Hill as well. Um, but, but typically, I mean, you know, people would visit before the service and then we'd sing a song and then they'd visit for another five, seven 12 minutes, whatever, during the service. And, and 20. One, yeah. And, and one Sunday, um, I, I don't remember if it was Easter or what, but it, we didn't do it. And we liked the flow of the service, so we just didn't bring it back. We just let it die. And that, believe it or not, nobody noticed it. And, and you know what? People still visit before the service and they visit after the service. But I feel like we're a lot more productive in, in the service. So I think I'm blessed in a lot of ways because I didn't have to deal with just a whole lot of, of those type issues um, because they died down as as swaths of people left over the years. Yeah. How about you? What, what are you doing we, with up at Mayhill? You you touched on one of them. Uh, meet and greet. Uh, our our church really had a expectation coming in that at noon o'clock, uh, you know, alarms were going off and phones <laughs> uh, were going off and watches were going off. They were ready to get out. Yeah. And you know, our local cafe is not even open on on Sundays. <laughs> uh, but there was that kind of pressure to finish things wow. at noon. And uh, and I my my sermons from. Uh, previous pastorate, you know, where they were about 45 minutes to 55 minutes, I've taken that down to about 25 to to 30 to really try and respect that, right. uh, not keep them too terribly long. But at the same time, there's plenty of times where I wasn't even getting into the pulpit until 1145 because wow. we had a meet and greet and a welcome time that would yeah. take 20 to 25 minutes and then you know, our song and so yeah. forth. And so we decided early on there was going to be three main points of our worship services, aside from when we have Lord's Supper or a baptism or whatever else, but three main things with our prayer, with our praising and our preaching. Those three were never going to be cut. That that was as ironclad as it could be. Be everything else, our announcements or videos or a special or meet and greet, that was all going to be open handed now. And when we have time for it, we do it. When we don't, we don't. And uh, the other one I touched on a few weeks ago, our, we we previously had almost a monthly special emphasis at our church mm-hmm. on some yeah. kind of a giving, and uh, we focus that down to three: the Lottie Moon, the Annie, and uh, the BCNM. And then finally, the third thing that I, I ran into was how uh, much they put into uh, the patriotic holidays, and it wasn't yeah. widespread. There's just a a few, uh, but they had you know the pledge, all patriotic songs, a patriotic sermon, and so forth, and uh, and that just wasn't going to be something we were going to do now or in the uh, future. And so what, what I tried to do is, is almost a 
an olive branch, for lack of a better word, was uh, our services were going to be normal, uh, Christ-centered. That's why we're there to right. worship Christ, sure. not do anything else. Uh, we would thank our uh, God for you know our veterans. Right. Uh, remember those that have lost their loss on their lost their lives on Memorial Day, or thank God for the freedom we have. But that was going to be it within the service. But after the service, we would do something—a fellowship of some kind, whether it was a picnic, a patriotic bluegrass, something uh, that we would honor whatever that day was after the service. And so that really uh, was popular uh, with a number of our folks. And those were the three main areas: our meet and greet, cool. our special emphases, and the patriotic uh, holidays. And so, Kyle, while we uh, wrap it up, uh, anything else you want to add? No, man. Um, you, you know, revitalizing churches is an interesting thing because, in essence, I mean, you're you're stepping into situations where folks already have routines, healthy or not, right? And and I think the big thing when it comes to changing some of those routines is time, 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 time. On some of them, if you can go slow you know, settle in and know you're going to be there for a while and know that you're going to have to deal with some things that are probably not your preference for a good while, right? Um, As you move the church toward health, as you move the church toward growth, um, don't get frustrated. That's one of the reasons we're we're doing this podcast is to let other guys know, hey, look, you're not alone in church revitalization. Um, Take your ministry seriously, but, but just like us, don't take yourself seriously. And there's a lot of fun to be had if you do that in revitalization. And we definitely, definitely <laughs> and don't eat more take liver mush. very seriously. No, 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 no. Well, well, folks, that's about it for us today. Uh, we would love for you to connect with us on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast and on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast. We would certainly ask that you support us on Patreon to help offset the costs of this podcast with our microphone and the hosting costs that we have, Not Another Baptist Podcast. We certainly ask that you stay in tune with all of those things. Watch the posts that come through to stay up to date with what is happening with this dumpster fire that we so love and enjoy being a part of. And uh, until next time, may your coffee be black as night and as bold as the gospel you proclaim. And remember, friends, Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman, is a heretic when it comes to Christmas traditions and is not to be trusted. God bless you. Have a good night. Before we can say anything else, goodbye.